0: Fultz down to Fancaro up top. It's up and good. It's a three. He holds the pose. He's got 23 points. It's a 9-0-1 and a nine-point lead for Orlando and a timeout for Golden State. Tim Royce, October. Final was 115-101. Orlando with the victory. And so another... Team comes in winning here at Chase Center, and they sweep the Warriors for the season, which is which is really weird. In fact, Orlando's won three of the last four, of the last two years. So apparently, these long young players don't uh, Warriors don't match up very well with, and so they have to try to figure out to get a win to go six and two on the homestand, give Steve Curry his 450th win. They have to do that Tuesday when they welcome the Phoenix Suns. I'm Tim Roy, Tom Tolbert. Tom, your thoughts? Well, certainly it probably threw them for a little bit
1: of a loop when Clay was announced out to begin the game. Uh, So that was a little bit of an adjustment. But they still have more than enough on this team that was healthy uh, to win this game. And two things jump out at me. And we talked about it toward the end of the game. One was the straight line drives. They just give it way too many easy buckets, way too many layups. And I thought... Even though they were hitting threes to begin the game, I want to say, if memory serves correct, they were like eight for 17, eight for 18 in the first quarter. So they were, they were shooting a lot of them, but they were making them. I've always thought that unless you continue on shooting like that throughout the course of the game, you can get lazy shooting threes. You just rely on threes. You don't move the ball as much. Yeah, eight for 17. Uh, at the end of the first quarter. So, you know, the shots are going down. You're shooting almost 50% from three, and this is easy. Just pass, pass, boom, pass, pass, boom. Another three, another three, another three. Well, when the three stopped going, and eventually they did, they end up shooting uh, 31%. So they are eight for the first 17, 10 for their last 41 uh, on threes. It's just a mentality. You're not attacking. You're not getting to the paint. You're not getting to the rim. It's just... It becomes you gotta you gotta get yourself going again. You gotta give yourself some juice again because again you're just passing the ball around and shooting threes and they're going. It's like, oh this is great. This is great. And after the first quarter, the magic were the one that attacked the rim, attacked the paint, created shots that way instead of just passing it around the perimeter and, and getting three point looks. So I thought that was a, a huge deal. Because after the first quarter, the, even though they scored 30 in the second, it really took them a, a little bit to, to to get in rhythm offensively. And they never—I I never thought they got in rhythm offensively the second half. It just—it was very clunky. Uh, it wasn't smooth. And then the, they came out, and scored the first three on a three, of course. Wiggins hit the three. And then the Magic rip off nine in a row, and that was it at that point. They just couldn't couldn't quite get back, couldn't quite get their footing back. So, uh, yeah, it, just, it was disappointing uh, because coming off a loss uh, to Detroit, go figure that. I mean, the teams they've beaten, the teams they've beaten at home, and then you lose to – and, look, I don't want to take anything away from those teams. They played no. well. They deserve to win. Exactly. And, and the Magic have played well. They have some really nice wins they, uh, no, didn't they, they have a back to back against Boston this you, year? You have
0: to, if you're a Magic fan, you're scratching your head because they went eight and one over a nine game stretch. They beat Boston twice in a row on the road. You know, both games are on the road in Boston. They win both of them back to back. And they then they come here to win and they're fifteen and twenty five. Well that's
1: youth. That's yeah. the inconsistency of youth where you expect it to be consistent, but when you're young it's just it's not consistent. Okay.
0: So let me let me interrupt you yes, for a second because I was doing a tally here okay. during the timeout and, and I didn't it it's very non scientific. I could be off by one or so. I am on medication. Um so <laughs> what are you loopy? Yes. I I've been loopy all night. So uh-huh. The, according to the NBA courtside, which is a running electronic box score, okay, okay, they they call the layup like you know, let's say layup six feet, which means that they probably called those runners and little bankers like, inside. Where say if uh, Ben spun and got inside and hit a little bank shot, okay, they call those layups. Twenty of them tonight.
1: 20. 20. And I bet you 10 of those were actual layups. Yeah, at least. Like just yeah. layup.
0: I mean, it just, I mean, there were, when they say three feet, I'm assuming those are the straight line, there were a lot of those. A lot uh, of those. I mean,
1: it's always funny, too, when I look at those stats and I watch a game, I'm like, that was a layup? They consider that a
0: layup? That was yeah. a really tough layup. The, uh, it, and it's crazy how, from building to building, the one that drives me nuts is fast break points.
1: Yeah, I like, don't. I, I hardly ever pay attention to that because I yeah. think they get that wrong all the time when it yeah. comes to fast break to- points. And another one I don't like is points off turnover because if you turn it over and they don't get a fast break out of it and they just run it down, you know, run their set, get a bucket, that's a point off turnover.
0: See, I would change that to points off live ball turnovers. If it's a dead ball turnover, you're coming up against a set defense.
1: True, but what if it's a live ball turnover, but let's say you throw it away and it goes into the corner and somebody grabs it. And you're back on defense, and they got to dribble it up. Still live ball, but you still got to set up your offense. It's not. Let's put it this way: I'd like a stat where the the uh, the turnover directly leads to points, like within the first ten seconds of the shot clock, where it's like you turned it over, they got a point out of her eight seconds out of the shot clock. Maybe that's my rule. They can change. (laughs) There you go. Do that. I probably wouldn't pay attention though. So don't change it. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. Uh, That again, too many. Yeah. Too many. And they were in, and it was frustrating because a lot of them were Wagner, and they're right-handed. And he just right down the middle, lay it up. Right down the middle, lay it up. And it's one thing, if it's penetration, rotate, help, drop off, you know, kind of like Looney gets some of those. But these were just start at the top of the key, get to the bucket. Start at the three-point line, get to the bucket. And just, just too many of those, way too many of those.
0: Yeah, just and and, you know, the, uh Orlando starting inside. Carter Jr. had a good night for them, too. I mean, he got that got them going early. Yeah, they had a few guys that had good nights. Uh,
1: they, cool, did. they had a good night, really good night coming off the bench. Uh, Wagner, Banquero, uh Yeah. I mean, you can see where one more good draft. Like if they have a good draft next year, you can say, okay, this is this could be a pretty good team. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what Suggs is yet. He's, he's tough. He's physical. Uh, and so is Anthony. They both get into you defensively. Now Suggs has got some limitations offensively, where I think Anthony's a better player offensively. But they got some size uh, on the front line. They got some skill yeah, and see, they got some
0: versatility. See, I would, I would then. Um after their draft, reassess their team. And and maybe, if you could, if you could do this, pull a couple of young guys and then find, you know, um, an Andre Iguodala type to bring in. You know, or who was Jared Dudley, who seemed to be a mentor type guy. Bring in one of those guys and put them on the bench and say, hey, you know what, here's why we traded for you. We traded for you because you you need to help our young guys, and that's going to be your role with this team, and you're going to help us get us to where we want to go. Because I think you can do it with young guys, but eventually you're going to need some veteran presence at some point. So Yeah,
1: there, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, where the big fella goes next year. Because you start looking at some of these teams, Detroit will be an interesting team, right, if they get like uh, the number one pick next year. Uh, Orlando. Uh, we'll see about Charlotte, but
0: uh, it, it's going to be interesting, it, it, but I like Orlando. It looks like San Antonio's playing for the number one pick.
1: San Antonio. Yeah. yeah San Antonio, absolutely. And Although if, they play, they, they they play too. I mean, they're, they they play hard. They, like tonight, I saw their starting lineup, and I'm going, what? <laughs> what, what, what who? And what? I mean, uh, Vassell's out now, and Pirtle is out tonight. I was like, gee, my goodness, but still, they battled. They battled against the Celtics and they uh, didn't get embarrassed. I think they lost by seven, but it was a close, a close game. Right at the end, that's the one thing. You know, a pop coach team is going to be well coached. Yeah, and you're going to if you just go in thinking, "Well, wow, we're just going to roll these guys," just on execution alone, they're going to stay in it. Just on execution. Alone, and I, I always respect that about the Spurs team. Like, it's like even if they try to lose, they can't. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like,
0: wait a minute, we're supposed to win this game. Well, yeah, you yeah, don't execute so well. And you know, um, in the way he coaches, you know, there's not going to be that twenty to two run because he's going to stop it every time it starts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, um, he doesn't do the
1: Phil Jackson thing. No, where he just sits there, clips his fingernails, and watches the run go like to eight. Yes, 11, I, I saw that a lot actually. Yes, you uh, yeah. did. <laughs> so Well you saw the other side of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where he the was enjoying his own
0: team. The infuriating other side of it, you know, <laughs> while he sat there and said,
1: eh, okay. Oh
0: goodness gracious. So
1: well, what uh big takeaway it, it can be Warriors or or the league. We're we're halfway through. Yeah, I mean, what jumps out at you uh, Look, so far?
0: The the one thing that jumps off the page to me is a a, a tremendous increase in scoring, and uh, by just the fact that you know, like, last year teams were playing defense and right around a hundred, and now nobody is. Yeah, uh, and the, and the fact that that as you know. We quibble because we love the game. We want the game to be as great as it can be. And some other people, I talk to people who love the college game, and they, they don't like the, the pro game that uh-huh. much. But the one thing you cannot take away from the NBA in the first half of the season, the stars have been out, and they have been on point and entertaining. Uh, you mentioned the other day, Jokic is averaging his incredible numbers, and nobody's talking about Nobody. him, Uh Because Luka went crazy early in the season. Uh, Giannis has had a 50-plus game. Uh, you know, Clay just went for 54 the other night. Uh, LeBron doing incredible things at age 38. Uh, there, Joel Embiid putting up incredible numbers. There's, there's no problem with the talent level in this league right now there's it's just filled with skilled basketball players who really know how to play
1: oh there's no doubt about it there's been some amazing individual performances jason tatum we forgot about jason yep. tatum Jason, jason tatum, tatum, absolutely i guess the one thing that really jumps out to me is this is i don't know if it's unlike last year probably is uh but this is a year, like, at this time of the year, halfway through the season, I could give you four teams, and I'd be surprised if one of those didn't win a championship. I couldn't do that this year. I'd have to give you, like, six to eight teams, possibly, Absolutely. that might win a championship. I mean, Boston will be in there. Milwaukee's been kind of up and down. I'm not sure where are going to be, probably. going to be at the end. Uh We talked about this beating beginning of the season. Wait until January to figure out where Brooklyn is. Yeah, and look where they are. Look where they, yeah. look where they are. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have an identity. Yep. Jock Vaughn's doing a hell of a job with them. Uh, so they're there. And then you get a bunch of teams in the West that are just kind of stuck together from 1 to 10. And while I don't think all those teams have a chance to win a championship, there's a number of them. But there's, there's just more teams halfway through the season this year that I think... You know what? They probably they could win. If this, they if they catch if they
0: catch it right, they could win. And this year, I've been in the league since 1989 and the Warriors and what the Sacramento Kings have been in the league together since 86 when they moved from Kansas City. And never in that time has there been a year where you thought there's a really good chance that the Warriors and the Kings will both be in the playoffs. They've never been in the playoffs in the same year. What if they played each other? that would be
1: awesome. <laughs> would that be amazing?
0: Oh that would be that would be something. And I'm happy for them. I'm happy for their fans. Didn't uh, didn't back in your day when you guys were playing didn't they used I believe they used to have a trophy for the season series? was like I don't up. remember that. I really? think there was like a causeway trophy or something. Really? I, yeah, I do. Wow, I do. you're gonna have to look into that. I will look into. I that. do not.
1: <laughs> I, I would have gone out there and held the trophy. <laughs> I'm like, Woo-hoo. Um, that was my first one of my first big games that got me more playing time. Uh, my first year with the Warriors, we were going against the Kings in Sacramento, and I played like I don't know twenty. 24 minutes and i had like 15 rebounds and nine points right. i had like seven offensive rebounds like 89 90 maybe okay. 90 yeah i was there. uh yeah and that kind of got me some more playing time that year and i was able to have the year i was able to have and then uh, sign a new contract but that and my favorite story uh with wayman tisdale uh r.i.p <laughs> what a great guy absolute just
0: a, a gem and by the way one of the one a good really good pro player really good pro player yes and a great and i mean great college player. great
1: yeah absolutely great but he and uh, so we uh we're battling for for the boards a couple times down the court me and him getting into it a little bit and for those that don't remember women kid Kidd, tisdale had a massive can i mean just huge and just a huge person anyway just a big guy not at all
0: a can is the backside of a yes player.
1: exactly so he 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 like threw an elbow into my chest uh, going for the rebound and well because it's early 90s no fouls are called oh yeah <laughs> it's one oh. of those things so i was like okay you know i'm a young guy and he's just trying to intimidate me down uh uh, uh in the in the, uh, in the paint so the next time down the court shot goes up and he, he's he's ball watching. So he's, he's watching the ball go up, and he's standing right in the middle of the key, close to the, about two feet from the bucket, but in the middle of the key. So I go underneath the bucket, like baseline, and then V back into him as hard as I could and just crushed him. Offensive rebound, lay it back up and in. And he just looks at me and goes, all right, all right. We're good,
0: <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, thank God it ended that way. That was nice." That was a that was great because it, when the Warriors and Kings will play back then, and I was with the Kings until '95, and even now, they're two of the better buildings to announce it. You know, back then, Arco had a great. A great crowd, yep. great noise, and they're enthusiastic. It was still brand new to everybody. There It was great, and then you would come down to the Coliseum Arena, and it's fifteen thousand, you know, maniacs in there just going crazy. It was just there were, it, you know, we, and back then you played each other about five times. Yep, and so uh, to me that was always great. I, I love that. That it, was perfect.
1: Yeah, some of my most memorable games uh, to call were the early two thousands uh, Mavericks Kings. Oh. I mean, it was just – the skill was incredible. I, th- I think the Kings may be the best half-court passing team I've ever seen. They're, just, they're passing because of Devots and Weber. Uh, they may be the best passing 4-5 uh, I've ever seen. Seen better passing 4s maybe, better passing 5s, but I'm not sure if I've seen a combination of that. But the, the building was electric. The gains were fun. And that was back before you had a bunch of teams just flying up and down the court. And those games were like, well, you know, 140 to 136, 138, 132. Nick Van Exel went
0: off in that yes, series. Yes, absolutely. We and the thing
1: it. about the Mavericks, where the Mavericks ran, the Kings didn't run as much, but, man, their execution in the half court was incredible. Yeah. And you want to talk about a good backcourt duo, Bobby Jackson and Mike Bibby? Ooh, that was, Yeah, that was That was just fun. Every time I got a chance to do and I got a chance to do it I was working for ESPN at the time. And I got a chance to do a lot of those games because I lived in the Bay Area. So they just had me drive over there and do the games. But when I got to do, like, I think I got to do three games that series. I was like, oh, man, this is sweet. I get to do some Mavericks Kings games. They were fun. So hopefully uh, it'd be nice. Uh, I'd love to see them get to the playoffs. And, boy, if they played the Warriors, that would be, that would be something.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. I think that would be fun. Absolutely. All right, man. Tuesday. Tuesday. We'll see you a Tuesday. The Phoenix Suns in town. The Suns. And the
1: Warriors. Let's yep. see who
0: plays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you just never know. I can't tell the players without a scorecard. No, you can't. right, Tim.